Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. <laughs> hey, 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 yo. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. All right, we back. Human behavior, man. What's up, them humans this week? Hey, people is peopling. People is peopling. Yeah. Humans. Mm-hmm. Give me an example of like a weird human situation that you came across <laughs> this week. <laughs> I can't. I go say I'm about to say this morning, but what uh, happened? Uh, you know, I saw somebody eating <laughs> eating their food in a weird way. I just say what a you know what I'm saying like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, leave my boy alone, man. All right, we good. No, no, no. All right, but uh, like just a scenario of something happening, you look like, wow, that was interesting. Why would that person do that? Um, I don't, I, I don't really have. I got one. Go ahead. So literally yesterday, so I had to get um, a tire replaced on my car, and the guy called me. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on with the um with the manufacturer and the people say, okay, the guy's going to be there between one and five. So I think somebody's going to call me. Right. So, cause they said, well, someone will reach out. This was, this was the day before yesterday. So let's say this is Monday, Monday. I'm on the, on the line. They said, okay, somebody's going to call you. I'm like, great. Nobody calls, but they say somebody's going to be here between one and five. So tomorrow, Tuesday morning, I call and I'm on the line for 45 minutes until the manufacturer picks up. So just waiting. So he said, oh, well, somebody's going to be there between one and five. I'm like, well, nobody called. So I was just calling to make sure because it's about two o'clock. So 445 hits, no one calls me. I call back the manufacturer, and again, another 30 minutes. I just knew it wouldn't be there by five. So get on the phone with the people. They say, well, the guy is in touch with you, and uh, he's he got he got a bunch of routes or whatever, and he's going to come to you. And like, he said he's going to call you. I'm like, all right, cool. Y'all told me one to five. By now it's 530. What's happening? The guy calls, and he says, yo, bro. Um, he didn't say yo, bro, but he says, um, I'm not going to be able to get to you. I'm not going to be able to get you taken care of until tomorrow. My question was to him, I said, you, you mean you can't get to me because like you can't fix my issue. You can't change my tire because you don't have the materials or you're just, you're just not coming over today. He said, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I I can't make it over there because you know, I'm the only Tesla tire person in the, City of Atlanta. Okay. You coming through tomorrow? He said, yes. I'll be there. Eight o'clock in the morning. I said, eight. He said, yes. Nobody's there. I call him back at 8.50 something. He says, y'all, I'm going to be there by noon. Now, I'm frustrated. So I'm talking to him like, yo, bro, this ain't, I'm not, I'm not upset at you, but I need you to respect my time. You are upset at him. I'm upset at him. But you don't want to say it that way. But, but I'm not going to say it that way. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I need you to respect me. If you tell me 8 o'clock, don't let me call you at 9 and then you say I'm going to be there at 12. I'm like, yo, what's better is just 
text me and say before the eight o'clock, because it's seven thirty, you knew you weren't coming. Thanks. You can say, I'll be there at twelve. I'm cool with that. And I'm explaining all of this stuff to him. And he said, All right, cool, no problem, bro. Got you. So eleven forty he shows up before the twelve. My man. I like how you're doing business. He gets there, says, I can plug the tire, but I can't replace the tire. Why not? Because I don't have the tire. Did they tell you you were replacing a tire today? Yes. Why don't you have it? He was like, yo, you could just plug it today. He called and said, yo, you could just plug it. You could just plug the tire. I was like, well, I don't want to plug the tire. I want to replace the tire. That's what I told him I wanted to do. Moral of the story, that was a human interaction mm -hmm. that I did not enjoy. <laughs> And then he's like, all right, I can plug it, but I can't, I can't fix it until tomorrow. I'm like, so what are you going to do? He said, I'll come back and fix it, uh, change it tomorrow. I said, no, I need you to plug the tire today so I can drive it. And then you'll replace the tire, but you're not charging me for both. I didn't say it as aggressively, but that's exactly what happened. So, so what about that interaction in particular, like, got you upset or, you know, sort of upset you? What got me upset is the fact that I take it as – you don't respect my time at all. So on my from my perspective, now I was here already. I wasn't like waiting per se. I had stuff to do from one to five anyway, so I'm going to be here. But the fact that you didn't come and didn't tell me upsets me. And I don't feel like you're taking advantage of me. You just don't care about my situation. I didn't like that. Hmm. I didn't like that. How would you have handled it? I would have handled it differently. Right, like, if if I'm calling you about the tire, and then, and we agree that this is what's going to happen, I'm I'm going to hold you accountable based on what you said you were going to do. I don't want to make assumptions. I don't want to. So if you said you was going to be there, you're not going to be there. So now, how do we resolve this problem? Because I called you to fix one problem, and you just created another one. Mm -hmm. So now, in, in my mind, you got two things to fix. You got to mm -hmm. fix the actual issue with the tire. And now you have to fix the customer service. So yeah. having that conversation, I, I need to speak to a manager. I need some sort of, some sort of justification, something that um, makes me feel in good faith about continuing to have some level of relationship with you because that would, that would sour the relationship for me in a way. That would put like a tarnish on it. You know what else I didn't like? What? He told me probably three times since yesterday that he's the only person that does the tire mobile tire service for Tesla in Atlanta. That's the problem. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? He's not replaceable, so he does what he wants. That's not the problem. You know what the problem is? What? The problem is... He doesn't care enough about my time to tell me that he's not going to make it on time. Look at the track record. One to five, you're going to be here. I talked to you at six. You tell me I can't make it. He says, I'll be there at eight o'clock. I call at nine. He says, I'll be there at 12. It's not the fact that he's busy. Mm. That's not the problem. I'm saying that, okay, let's say he's not the best person for that job. He's also not motivated to be better because there's not anybody else that's doing it. I'm not saying he's too busy. I'm saying that he he truly doesn't care. <laughs> and he doesn't have to. And <laughs> and 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 just understanding things in totality, like we don't know we don't really know that he doesn't care, but we need to figure out why he's showing up this way. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, what you do in your time what you do in your space, that's cool. But when it starts to, you know, affect other people, now we have to look at being accountable and responsible for how we show up and the impact it has on other people. So you are you are a person and I'm not saying just you, but you're you're a type of individual that cares about, you know, time on task and 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 being responsible around that stuff and holding space a certain type of way. Somebody else might be like, all right, man, it's cool. It's whatever. Like, when's the next time you can, you can, you know, come to fix it? But it's easy for us to, you know, try to, like, diagnose or prescribe or judge him without knowing what type of person he is. When we, if we understood what type of person he was, then we would be looking at this from a completely different perspective. Not mm -hmm. saying that 
the the impact of his of his actions goes away, but we would have some context on the on intent. Yeah, like we would understand at least the place he was coming from. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the place he's coming from. Which I I get it. I mean, it's, it, that's why I wasn't like I wasn't like I was I'm not like mad mad. You're like annoyed. Yeah, and for the sake of the conversation, we can talk about it, right? But. I, I think as we're talking about like people's behaviors, we gotta understand where that comes from. Does is is his mind thinking, I work these hours, I don't really care what happens in these hours, but these are the hours that I work. Mm-hmm. Or is he thinking, um, I'm the only one you got, so you gotta wait on me. Who else you gonna call? Or it might just be you're dealing with him in this time period, and something else is happening that's throwing off the way that he normally. He might be a really great, you know, yeah. worker, and he's just having a rough patch right now. You happen to, you know, like give me a give me a real life hypothetical example. Give me a possibility of there's background stuff that's affecting the way he moves, causing him to operate this way. Right. So let's say that he let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he is a person who is punctual, a person who's reliable, a person who operates with integrity, meaning he does what he says he's going to do. And he has a longstanding track record for performing this way. And it just so happens that, you know, he might be taking care of a sick relative and he's you know, sort of burnt out. He's spreading himself thin, you know, running over here, getting, you know, supplies, food, whatever. He's staying up late, whatever the case may be. And it's throwing him off to where he's not organized. He's not punctual in the way that he usually is. He's not being consistent with his word. And it's affecting business. It's affecting how people view him. It's probably affecting how he views himself. He's probably beating himself up. That's the type of thing that may throw something off. So we can look at something in isolation over here, but anything that is happening is happening somewhere else. We just mm. need to have the full perspective to to be able to yeah. assess things fairly. Gotcha. And maybe it's like he has a higher order of importance and he's taking care of some things that are really, really important to him. But my emergency is not his emergency. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's something uh, That's related to this conversation But something that I've sort of Been working on with myself Intent doesn't negate impact Intent doesn't Negate impact Right So I could have the best intentions I could not mean to do something And still Do something that negatively Affects a person That's a fact Like we've I don't know. My mother would say things like, you know, the road to hell was paved with good intentions or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can mean well and still do wrong. Yeah. You can still mean well and not handle somebody properly. Yeah. So, the I think the first step, the foundational step, is to approach things with the best intentions, but also make sure that you have enough um understanding of what that person wants and needs and how to engage that person where you can give them exactly what they need in the way they need it and you're not offending or doing wrong by anybody mm. because at the end of the, the day the results are the results yeah you can't argue with what happened the way you feel about something or what you meant to do is cool but what actually occurred never gets erased off the record yeah that's a fact you can't cut somebody and say i'm sorry that the, the the wound is still there. I'm bleeding. His joint still hurts. Man. I, I understand you're sorry, but I'm still hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Were you about to say something? I was about to ask you. So, if that if that was the case, like if he had a lot of stuff going on X Y Z, how does that affect your level of frustration? If you oh, knew that, um, I'm more sympathetic or empathetic. One of those. I'm more understanding. Let's so this this actually happened. It was a young lady that worked for me, and she just wasn't getting done what she was supposed to get done. 
so I'm frustrated for, the, for for like a while and I'm upset. I'm like, yo, this, okay, I, I just can't use you anymore because this isn't, because I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. You know, I say we're going to have a meeting and again, it's something inside of me that time is important for me. Like I hate, I hate a couple minutes late and I'm, I just don't mm -hmm. like it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super frustrated with her. And then on her exit, like she's kind of helping like transition my new person in that, uh, that role. She says to me, she said, man, I am sorry. She's like, yo, I have not been the same since this family member passed. And she's like, yo, it's like, it's not only you, but it's some like other clients that I, I just haven't been myself. I've been dropping the ball. Um, and she's like, yo, I'm about to get out of this industry altogether because I need time to heal and just get away. She's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do about like finances and money and stuff like that, but I'm really, I, I really have to get myself together. Mm. Had she said that like two months prior, I wouldn't be as frustrated. I'd be more understanding. I say, ah, she's she's dealing with some stuff. It's cool. I need to get it done. But the thing that needs to get done is not as important as this person sitting in front of me. And I understand she doesn't know how to navigate this space. Like I'm still messed up from my mom passing. I don't. I have no idea. I know some stuff about me in terms of interacting with other people. It's if if you take it on the surface, it's like yo, Dave is being funny acting. But it's just, I, and I can't even like put my finger on it, but I'm affected. I haven't been the same since my mom passed. So in that scenario, if I know what's going on, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm looking to be more open and more transparent because you, when people understand what's going on, they're more lenient, even if it affects them negatively. I think that's why these conversations are important, Yeah, right? Because... Most of what, like most people, the reality is we look at things at face value. We take things at face value. And we could see a scar or something and, you know, somebody being hurt externally. But we don't pay attention to or don't know about the internal scars. What somebody's struggling with or what they healed from and, and how it impacts them moving forward. Mm -hmm. Certain things we go through, it's like, oh, okay, I'm back to myself. I just was in a funk. Other things, you get scarred, and it, it you're not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. It it it's uh like foundationally shifts something in you, right? And we don't have conversations like that. I think you know our community is some of that stuff is taboo. We just don't talk about. Yep. But these conversations are important because life is always happening around us, and it's not going anywhere. Facts. And, I feel like having a having these conversations creates understanding and the understanding creates compassion because we're all human yeah. and we all go through things and we can understand yeah. what it's like being human. Mm -hmm. We know what it is to be on and we know what it is to be off. Yeah. And when I know that you're off, I can't judge you or I can't receive you the same way. Yeah. Right? Even even when I'm like, yo, I want I want to do my best. I have to tell myself my best looks different when I'm in a good mood, when I'm in a bad mood, when I'm in good health or when I'm in bad health. My yeah. best looks different from day to day. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. as long as I know that I'm giving my best, I can sort of rest. Now there's again, the impact is there, but like I can go, okay, let me let me look to be better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think just exposing the issue kind of gives people an opportunity for a little leniency. If you know, if, if Kanye <clears throat> he said some things that offended a lot of people, right? Well, and again, I don't have a dog in a fight. I don't, I mean, I don't really care. You know what I mean? It's not like my thing <laughs> right, like that. Right. But I, one thing I do know is if he checked himself into like a mental hospital, the whole world will say, poor Kanye. Yo, we're standing with you, Kanye. He was dealing with something that he had no control over. So even the people that he offended can say, oh, well, he was mentally, and I'm not saying he's mentally ill. I'm just saying people would say, oh, well, he's, he's mentally ill, right? The bully, everybody hates the bully at school until you find out that that bully, that sixth grader goes home and his parents beat on him. So he comes to school and beats on other people. Mm -hmm. That's the pattern. 
We're no longer looking at the bully as, oh, it's just this bully. You shouldn't be a bully. Nobody likes the bully until you find out where this is coming from. And now we're like, okay, the kid needs help. This is how, this is how it's expressing itself. Yeah, this sounds manifesting. Can't fight itself. back at home. Fights back at school. That's what I think is so, like, powerful about the assessment because there's a story attached to a person's assessment. Mm-hmm. Like the data, this is objective data. The data is what it is, mm-hmm. but there's a story. There's a there's a reason why. You're, you're, you're built this way. There's a reason why you're wired this way. Yeah. And once we start to unpack that stuff, it's like, oh, okay. It, it's transformational at that point. For sure. Because I may not have experienced the same thing, but I have my own version of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I can empathize with you from that perspective. Yeah. And so I don't look at it like, well, Dave, you're doing this thing to me. I look at it like, oh, you're responding to you know, this traumatic experience or this is your coping mechanism or this is how you feel safe or this is how you respond, you know, when you're feeling low, yeah. right? Like, because we all go through it. Yeah. And what we need in that moment when we're going through it is for somebody to just understand and give us whatever we need to get through to the next moment. Absolutely. Well, we have, we have an assessment. Speaking of an assessment, we've got one here. We do. And we got Ryan in the hot seat. What's up, man? Nothing much, bro. Everything good? <laughs> so I know uh, Dewan is going over your assessment. I've gone over your assess- assessment. But since then, you've probably um, had some other things that you've dealt with or trying to understand. I know me, I'm the same assessment, but I would still need clarity on why what's happening in my life is happening. And we can revert it back to all the information we told this assessment and it just shoots out. So I would, it's like a constant, I need to, uh, I need to take a deeper look at myself and this is, uh, yourself in three pages. So, uh, give us one of your major struggles and uh, we got the goat, the goat in the building and do me a favor. Can you turn Dewan's camera a little bit when he gets to that particular screen? Um, yeah, go for it. Struggles that I'm currently dealing with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anything you need some assistance with or help with? Man. That you feel comfortable talking about? <laughs> that you feel comfortable talking about. Yeah, I think everything that I'm having issues with, I'm currently trying to work on. But one of the things that I would say, like, um, given the example that you gave about the guy that, you know, was supposed to come and do the tire. Um, I make an effort to have a balanced, like non-emotional, like I don't want to be tied or tied to or caring about how somebody is or might be wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, if if they're going through something and they can't make it, like when the uh, one was like, well, he might be going through some stuff. I feel like communication is like communication trumps a lot of stuff. Like if you're having an issue in this place, communicate, yo, I know I'm supposed to be there at eight, ain't gonna make it, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, if put in that position, if put in that position, I'd probably have to um, find out if the Tesla dude in Alabama could come through. <laughs> 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 because yeah. um, I just I just think that that uh, communication is important. Since I took the disc last year, um, I've been like working on my people skills the whole time. Mm-hmm. I ain't there yet. Yeah. So what exactly? What exactly? Neither, what exactly? Like, what what aspect of of, of people skills? Like, where? Like, what is the one area? If you could be more specific. So there's two things I specifically have been like working on. Yep. One thing is you know like you see how low my eye is. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to 
um, be more open and networky when I'm in those situations, especially when I'm at work, Mm -hmm. because like y'all have seen me when I'm working, I'm pretty focused. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm pretty focused. And, and it was something I used to do uh, with my team. Like when someone would do something that I didn't quite understand, they'd feel this energy for me. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. And so, um, I've changed that. I've tried to change that energy from a yo, what the heck, to a it's cool, we'll get through it type of energy. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I can be, I love to teach. And I could be teachy or preachy. And ain't nobody asked me <laughs> to teach them. <laughs> To teach them and so um i've been uh i've been i've been working it's been hard but i've been trying to work on establishing context and then listening mm-hmm. and then responding or teaching if it's necessary sometimes because sometimes i waste a lot of words like jump into a conclusion like I know what the problem is because I'm a problem solver so I'll, I know what the issue is and then like out of respect for me they let me talk for 15 minutes it's like <laughs> so so what I heard and for, for those that are listening is uh disc numbers are 56 D adapting down a little bit 49 I 39 adapting all the way down to a 10. The S is a 53, adapting down to a 32. And uh, C stays pretty consistent, 88, 81. Yeah, so one, what I heard was how we handle, right, shifting, making a shift in how we handle um, hiccups, right, how we approach that, how we work through it together. Then the second thing is boundaries and space, right, with the being teachy and preachy. Now, everybody, right? Because there's some people that may not receive you that way, but there are people that may receive you that way. And I think one of the things that we do is we we hear people's feedback or you know what people say about us, and mm-hmm. some of that stuff sticks. And then we start running it and running it and running it, and we can get self-conscious about it. But I think it is important for us to always be aware of how we're showing up and how we affect and impact other people. So in those in those settings, again, I think is is admirable that you know you're you're making an effort to be a better human and a better leader. But there are like slight quick fixes, at least you know from where I stand. One. You wanting to help somebody or want to teach somebody is not a problem. Mm-hmm. But I think asking permission. Exactly. Like, hey, can I offer you something? <laughs> yes, no. I, so I might not be in the space. Like, mm-hmm. no, nah, you're not. I might be like, no, nah, we don't really got nothing to talk about. Yeah. Right? Like, or like, yeah, like, what's up? I just want to, you know, I'm not trying to tell you, like, I just want to offer this suggestion or this recommendation. And then you 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 drop gems or you teach. Then it doesn't look like you're trying to force a project on anybody. For sure. And that one shift in how you approach it may make a person feel like, wow, okay. Especially if they know you to be a particular way and now they're seeing you change how you communicate. Yeah. With like, hey, we're gonna get through this together. That would that would signal to a person like, hey, he's committed to still rocking with me, even though I made a mistake. Because there are leaders, at least I've you know I've seen leaders who, when somebody makes a mistake, they Indian give like, nope, I'm gonna take that back. You can't do this no more. I'm over here with it, mm-hmm. or they just abandon the person altogether. Like, bro, I'm not, I can't fool with you no more. But the fact that you're saying, hey, we're gonna work through this together, like you know, I might need a moment, but we're gonna get through this together. Let's. It's reassuring to a person. But I guess now the question is, how often? Are we going to get through this together? <laughs> How many times do we get through this together? That's, that's before fair. That's fair. you stop putting me through this. Because now it's like, 
That's like the person that always start a fight. They out. They 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 piss off the wrong person, and now it's four of them and two of y'all. You're like, all right, we're gonna get through this together. <laughs> what you mean, we? Next weekend, <laughs> you done talk to the wrong person, girl. You're like, all right, we're gonna get through this thing, and and you keep getting me beat up. You know, like, what's up with you? Eventually, when do you say, all right, bro? <laughs> So I learned I learned something interesting about um, I don't know what it is, but to me it's like helping helping my team or helping people around me to be to be accountable and like part of my part of like one of my team members being accountable is me actually giving them the resources to be accountable. Mm-hmm. So when I first like hired my first employee. I I wasn't super organized in terms of like giving them work to do and stuff like that. And I would give them stuff on a daily basis and try and train them, but there wasn't a whole lot of structure there. Mm -hmm. And I started to feel them slipping, like their performance started Mm -hmm. to feel like it was falling off. But I wasn't clear on whether that was because of me or because of them. Mm. And so it was hard for me to like, be like, yo, you need to step it up because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do in terms of providing clear structure, like an environment for them to perform and be clear on what they're supposed to do every day. And since then, we have a structure. right? And so my team knows, everybody on my team knows that if I didn't train you on it, and I asked you to do it and you don't do the best job, there's no consequences. But when we find out, okay, that's the thing that we need to do training on. We need to create training for that and you get trained on it and you don't perform, we're gonna find out, we're gonna walk through it and find out what happened. Was was there a lapse or a problem within the training or was that a decision that you made not to like, do if that was a decision that you made because we're everybody that we hire everybody that we work on our te- work on the team the interview process is to find out they're a good person first yeah so if your values if there's a if there's an issue like with the value system and we miss something then it's not the best place for you got it yeah i think that's an important lesson as a leader yeah, for sure. Like, um, reminds me of like reading Extreme Ownership, right? Everything is your fault as a leader. Hundred percent. If if anything is not happening the way it's supposed to, if people are not performing the way they need to, it's your fault. Yeah. One of my guys was it was interesting enough. We was on a call. I'm sure Reese. I don't know if Reese remembers it, but um, my man Mark. I have a habit of that. Like I'm gonna say, all right. Well, I I I know there's if if something if if some ball was dropped, it's something that I didn't do right. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was like some balls dropping. I'm like, oh well, the reason they dropped the balls because I didn't have some standard operating procedures in place. So I put together the SOPs down to which letter in the title gets capitalized. Where the space is, where's the dash, where, like, everything. I put everything in it. And then uh, something else was a miss. But I realized it was a miss because there was a detail in that SOP that I left out. So now we're just continuing to refine. But my man was on the line because I'm always going to say, you know what, that was my fault. And the way he took it was, no, I don't know if he, he would have to have been taking it this way because he asked the question this way. He said, you know, when you say that, it really makes me feel like you're saying it's your fault for having this person in the position to do the job. It is in some instances. Yeah, but I had to work on how I said it because I didn't. That wasn't my intention. Saying, you know what, dang, you didn't have what you need. Okay, you know what, that that's my fault. I should have done this. Yeah, how you communicate it is important. A hundred percent. So, are you saying that they were like? You're when you say that's my fault, you're not you're saying that, oh, dang, 
that's my bad for picking you to do this type of thing. Now, I'm saying it in the fact that I'll own a part of the ball being dropped here. As yeah. the leader, but the yeah. way they received right. it was, are you saying it's your fault? Because you always say it's your fault when I do something wrong. I feel like you're saying it's your fault for me being the person in this position because I'm just not going to get it right. Mm. You know what I mean? When what it really is is it's my fault because I didn't prepare you to be able to do this exactly way that you needed to be that it needed to be done. Yeah, that's what it really is. So messaging is important. Yeah, hundred percent. Messaging is important as a leader. If when it's time to do performance evaluations, if all of your people are not exceeding expectation, mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong. Yeah, a high D. So you're 56 on a D, right? So your yeah. actions are you got to <laughs> We gonna pause. You gotta. Uh, yeah. You're. He's responsible. He's a he's a responsible, responsible for sure. And I I've seen Ryan go at like if there's a problem. Go solve it. It doesn't take as much time as I need to kind of assess before I kind of jump in. But what's what I like about, um, I'll say, in my style of communication, I'm thinking through how I should attack it. And because I have a high eye, I'm, I'm trying to protect the person's feelings. The fact that I, my high eye says I want to protect the person's feelings Every single time a person messes up, I take ownership to protect the person's feelings. But over time, it looks like that person could feel like they're the wrong person. Mm. Or it could feel inauthentic. Inauthentic. Because I'm always trying to just take, like, so. I'm, it's a response that feels good to people, but. But not overused. Yeah. Because it's like, at some point, it's like you. You're just, there's never a point where you're actually saying, hey, that's your bad. Right. And I think some people want to take accountability, but I'm taking the accountability away from you. Isn't that that interesting? I think it has to do, I think it, I think it has to do with culture sometimes too, right? So the culture you create as the leader permeates through the organization or the team. So in some cultures, the buck lit stops with me as the leader. Yeah. Like I'm gonna take all accountability for everything yeah. because I'm the one, you know, leading the charge. Yeah. And in other cultures, it's like, yo, everybody is gonna take accountability. This is, you know, um, no, no big me's, no little you's. Like we all are gonna, you know, carry our weight. So I think it. I think one, I, I would look at what kind of culture you're creating, what kind of leader you are. Right, and you being the type of leader who is, um, you know, people first, experience kind of first, I can understand why you lead from that perspective. Where for me, I'll have all the conversation with you. I get it, but at the end of the day, this needs to get done. Hundred percent. So, however, we need to figure out. Yeah. I this still needs to happen. So yeah, that's why the. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why, like in. In our assessment, we got to find out the root problem because it won't just say because I'm relational that I that everyone's going to love me and I'm going to love everybody because sometimes I can be so relational that it turns people off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or I want to I want to as a leader, I want to help you out with something that you're struggling with and I feel like I'm being nice by ta- by like jumping in there and like helping fix the problem, but I rob you of the ability to fix it. Or you're like a 56, right? So you may be, your objective is to, let's make sure this thing is right. But in the communication, the person may feel you're attacking them and not the thing. So you gotta be careful. It could also be disarming, right? Because Mm -hmm. if I'm used to being punished for this, or I'm used to being... I'm used to having a negative consequence for this. And you say, hey, it's just my fault. Then I'm like, something's off. Wait, this is too good to be true. What's that? Like, what's happening here? Now I start to get anxious. I'm like, it's, it's okay? Like, that'll throw somebody off and really, like, if they're not used to that. Yeah. Like, people that are used to toxic relationships, <laughs> and you meet somebody. And it's not, too good to be true. Talking to my homegirl, right? She's like, she's been in 
just mad toxic relationships. She said, so like this one is really, really good. She was like, yo, so I had to go through his phone to find out what the what the issue. Like there, there's no way he's this person. That's perfect. a trauma response. Trauma response. So I, I, told, I said, hold on, hold on. He was going through his phone. She's like, yeah, I'm toxic a little bit. <laughs> that's nasty work but it was, it was it was like it was cool she, she was like yo some, there, there's gotta be some sort of catch and I'm going to find it if it's not in my face where the person openly disrespects me or the person isn't handling me in a weird way or I'm it, or if I can't find it like he's extra flirty if I see that I know how to handle it I just attack that thing like okay you you flirting a little too hard or you talking to your ex I, I get it that's the comfort zone for some people. Mm. So when they don't have it, they try extra hard to go find They're it. They're waiting for the other, like not even waiting. Like I'm going to go, f I'm going to find it. No, because waiting for the other shoe to drop creates anxiety because it's like I, I don't know when things are gonna hit the fan. I'm gonna go find the fan, and oh, okay, this is where it is. Cool. Yeah, I feel if I know where the enemy is, I'm good. I'm I'm at. I'd rather you live across the street from me than I don't know where you at. You just come to my house one day. I'd rather just be able to keep my eye on you. Exactly. Yeah. What, what were you about to say? I was going to say a couple of things. So at my, at my nine to five that I quit, the first like year and a half, I thought I was going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, you went to work every day thinking you was going to get fired? Yeah. Right. Like afraid because when they brought me in, so I interviewed, I asked them all the questions I wanted to ask them. One thing that they assured me was that like you'll be given all the resources you need to be able to do your job effectively. Cause that was important to me. And I started working there. They didn't really have a, a, a good train. They didn't have a lot of structure. They didn't have a training program. Mm -hmm. I was just coming in every day, you know, helping do whatever I could see needed done. And then like being on my computer every day, like year and a half. And I was like, for sure, I'm going to lose my job. It was like, <laughs> I, I I remember talking to the manager about, you know, it was like, look, man, um, I don't know what to do. And I know I'm not contributing. I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, I promise you, like, you're fine, Ryan. You're not going to lose your job. You're doing a great job here. That didn't mean nothing to me. It mm. felt like it, it made me even more skeptical. Right. I was like, y'all Y'all trying to get me out of here. That's crazy. You know what I'm <laughs> but it's a real thing. Yeah, for then, sure, hundred percent. And then in my in my experience with um with with my team, uh with my employees, um, they you know, in passing, like previous employees have been like made like little comments, yeah, because I don't want to lose my job. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like it's it and it has been because um they're was an environment where like there's an environment where I just took I took the blame for everything it's like you know it's cool we but I was just trying to provide a healthy environment for my team but because they weren't clear on how to self-evaluate mm -hmm. they were always worried yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying that's an interesting just me being wired the way I am I couldn't function in a space where there's an elephant in a room and we're not dealing with it. Oh wow. I'm not dealing with it. No. I need I I have to. Like it makes me feel uncomfortable not to address the elephant in the room. I have to address it directly. So something like that, like the fact that you go into work every day not knowing and the fact that they're reassuring you and you still don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody, because it was like there was no, I knew that I was not contributing. You didn't feel like you were contributing, but maybe you were contributing based on, you know, what their standards, their infrastructure called for. I wasn't. Yeah. They didn't have any standards. They just. Yeah, but you're a super structured person. So mm -hmm. to you, that ain't nothing. But for them. Yeah. That might. Hey, listen. Yeah. So one thing that I that I did, um, I took this course called uh, Business Made Simple. Mm -hmm. And in a course, they taught about like the mission statement and all these other things or whatever. But two things that I really love is like your your company's characteristics and your critical actions. Mm 
because mm. the characteristics are like the values of a person. So our characteristics are that we're driven, profit-minded, organized. So anything that we do, anybody we do business with, and anybody that we hire needs to kind of have those characteristics. Yeah. And then the critical actions are um, listening to the customer, creating content, and organizing. Yeah. So if you're done with your assignment and you need to know what to do next, one of those three things, you can't be out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> it's a good conversation, man. No, it is. Needed. Uh, any, uh, I, I want to jump into this real quick. Let's, uh, let's, I want to go into, uh, uh, these real quick. Maybe, uh, I'll, I'll let you run over these, uh, cause we don't really get a chance to jump into, uh, attributes too much. <laughs> so, uh, you, you want, you want to touch on these? Um, yeah, I want to go over these. Um, so we may not have a lot of time to go over the whole thing. Maybe next episode, we'll just go through like them all. Yeah, we could, but just kind of touch on. Let's see what the Ryan's. So with with Ryan, what inner I, self? Yeah, with Ryan, what I notice is he's he's very um, confident in his ability to make something happen, and he's very focused on what needs to happen right now, like in the now. It doesn't mean that he doesn't think about people. He doesn't care about people. It doesn't mean that he's not looking forward to what you know, sort of coming down the line, but he has the perspective of I'm going to take care of what's right in front of me. And then after we do this and we do it the right way, we can go to the next thing. And then we can go to the next thing and the next thing. And he's the type of individual that is handling things that way to alleviate potential problems or obstacles or frustrations from the space. Like he said, he's a problem solver. Mm -hmm. So that's his mentality. Not everybody has this information, so they're not looking at him that way. They're yeah. just taking him at face value and being like, "He's he's being like Debbie Downer. He's a little too like strict, or he think he's somebody, my father or something, right? Like somebody might feel like you're being smothering, but really, you're looking to move everybody in the environment forward through getting something done right now. Mm -hmm. So, him having a low eye." Is he's not really having small talk. He doesn't want to have small talk. Somebody might read that as him being rude or not wanting to mm -hmm. engage with people. And you're correcting me, and you're like, okay, what, what are we doing? You're trying folks? to teach me and educate me. Like you right? ain't built a rapport yet, bro. Yeah. So depending on the person, that may rub them the the wrong way. Pause. Hey, but like, yo. yeah, you know, we're not. <laughs> come on, man. What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah, but. Uh, it's evident that he's, you know, he's confident in his ability to to make it happen. He is just putting Ryan in the environment around the right people where he can thrive and be successful. For sure. And we can see so attributes, empathy is your ability to connect or feel. Process people. Process people. Almost at a glance. Yeah. Right? So when you walk in a room, you can kind of instantaneously get the pulse of what's happening with the people in the room. You kind of can check the temperature like, oh, okay, yeah. this person's not, don't, those two people are not really talking right now. This person feels uncomfortable. They're in the corner. He feels like the life of the party. Like you, you kind of get a, a snapshot understanding of yeah. who everybody is in the space. hundred percent. And you're fairly, uh, fairly high, not low. Um, empathy 7.4, meaning you had, you can, Kind of, you can read people, see what's going on, tell when they're uncomfortable a little bit. Somebody that's like low, I, I did, somebody had like a four, like a 4.3 or something like that. Those are the people that are like socially awkward. They're just not getting the cue. You can't feel it. I don't want to talk to you right now. You ever had somebody talk, like they're going, going, and I'm talking about everybody in this conversation is like roasting you on the low, like, all right, bro. Like, what's up? What's I'm you? on my seventh. That's crazy. That's and you, crazy. And you didn't catch that. I've been done it's with this conversation sheesh. twelve minutes ago, bro. They hit that sheesh. And you, yo, you, you look at those people, and you think, yo, why, why do you not see that this conversation is over? Like, why do you not see that? Like you, <laughs> like yo, we're 
you're talking to me. It's it may be kind of loud, but I back up a little bit. You move closer. And now we're dancing around this room because I don't want like come you're like you're not comfortable. You're not even oh, picking up the cue. However, some like mine's like nine point eight or something like that. It's super dangerous. So this is and so interestingly enough about empathy, right? If a, if a person has really high empathy, then you know that they 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 have a good read on people. But a person when it's low, they don't. So somebody. You can label somebody a jerk, like, oh, he's he's a jerk. He just treats me. Like, if I see that his empathy is really low, he just, it's not that he doesn't care about people. His brain doesn't process, doesn't see, doesn't see people until later. Like, mm-hmm. people are an afterthought. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but that's just the way they're wired. So you may take it personal, like, like he just said, he just asked me for what he asked me for. He didn't ask about my day. Like, yeah, because his practical thinking is his primary mode of processing. He's worried about what needs to get done right now. He'll circle back and see what's up with you. But in the moment, at first, you know, first glance, it may offend you. Yeah. So you can't really call that person a jerk or say they're being rude because it's a blind spot for them. Yeah. But you, right, you just say, yeah, your empathy is a 9.8. So if you did something Uh like that then that would be an indication that you see the person, you know it's going to be offensive, and you still chose to do it anyway. I'm a jerk. That, it'd be like, Dave, why are you being petty? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. and, and so we have to see how people are made and designed and built to be able to fairly assess who they are yeah. and how they show up in the space. Yeah, I would I would be, like, it's, it's crazy, and it's so annoying sometimes, man, because, like, when I'm in a room... My spidey senses be tangling, bro, about what's going on. When we're recording, I can tell that there's somebody here that wishes we would wrap up. Mm -hmm. And it's distracting because I can feel that. And now I'm trying to hit that person's hot button. Like, and I'm trying to find out how I can engage that one person in this scenario, bro. And it's it's not it's it's magic, actually. It's magic. To be to have that level of awareness, yeah, but it helps when I'm doing an interview like with a bunch of people, because I can sense when someone hasn't talked in a while, or I can mm-hmm. the person that's like answering every question. Now I have to direct. Hey Ryan, I want to hear your thoughts on this, and that's my way of shutting this other person up. Right? Hey, nobody <laughs> help him. Nobody help him. My boy, love I want to. Hey, listen, <laughs> but but when you think about it, like if you look at Dave's assessment it's very clear why he's excelled in this particular lane Mm. versus everything that you've tried in entrepreneurship to this point. Mm. Once you touched podcasting. Oh, for sure. It was, it was like automatic. Yeah. It was the most effortless thing you probably have ever done, but it's because you were designed to win at this game. Everybody is built a particular way and there's a game that is tailor-made for you to excel at. Yeah. So it's just a matter of finding that game. So your number one, the way your brain processes, the first thing your brain sees, your highest number is practical thinking. What do you need to do? What do we need to do right now? What do we and you see it crystal clear on how we how we fix this situation right now. What needs to be done right now? That's the first thing your mind is automatically going to. Like, if there's a traffic jam. My highest is empathy. I'm thinking, there's some people that probably got to go to work. Oh, I wonder if it's somebody that got to pee real bad. Was there an accident? Oh, my gosh. Are there kids here? What is it? Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, the somebody kids. Are going to an accident? Yeah, right. Are the people okay? You start praying in the car, like. <laughs> For all the people that I don't know. The, oh, my gosh. It might be. And this is where my mind goes. There might be a woman in, like, on her way to the hospital to deliver a baby and look at all this traffic. That's where my mind goes. I don't think Ryan's mind. Ryan's mind says, yo, all we gotta do, <laughs> all we gotta do, if that person moved to the side, you know what? I think we need to build 
another lane. We need a lane. This Atlanta traffic is crazy. We Ryan need four is lanes. the reason Atlanta got six lanes. <laughs> right. And it's it was, still traffic. It was a riot up there like, yo, we need another lane now. <laughs> yo, let's get Ryan. Right? He might be liable. We'll step out of his car, try to go to the front. Okay, let's find out what's going on. We, okay, you move to the right. And Ryan we just got the little, the little runway. He got the flag. <laughs> <laughs> he like directing people. On the, on the interstate. Here's here's your blind spot according to systems judgment. You see it's your lowest, 6.7. Your blind spot is being able to see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And I saw it when we started talking about like what we're what we're doing with uh the space and like yo, Ryan, you got an eye for design and how something should look visually and shooting it. And I'm like, big picture stuff. Let's talk about how you can kind of just be a visual director of the streaming service in the main room and all that kind of stuff. You just kind of put it together. And Ryan's like, man, let's just take it step by step. Let's just see which one we could do. Like, let's, they don't start talking about, you know, these lights, we need to fix these lights. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bro, let's, (laughs) these are the cameras that we need to shoot, right? So that's going to be your blind spot, which isn't a bad thing. Because that allows you to be focused. I, I deal with some people that are high systems judgment and they can't get their head out the clouds. Mm-hmm. They can't stop talking about vision. But I'm like, oh, but this is what we need. These are the next two steps. And they're like, all right, cool. We're going to do these steps because it's going to lead to this big thing. Like, no, 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 no. Come on, come on down. Come on down. Or oh, they're worried about something. Yep. They're worried about the boogeyman that is is you know a thousand miles away from me. Right. It's like, bro, he's not even worried about you. He's gonna go kill thirty people before he gets to you. Right. Go that way, right? So, it's basically being able to see down the line, mm-hmm. right? Long term vision. Yep, absolutely. I experienced that when um when I did my first content creation boot camp. Right, mm-hmm. you don't know that you never heard this before. So um, exclusive. <laughs> so. Um, you know, Brandon had linked us up and everything. We did the content creation boot camp and I was getting ready to work on a recap. I had never done a recap before. Oh wow. And so like I'm at my cousin's house like for hours. Cause Brandon was shot me a text. He's like, bro, make sure you get him that recap by tomorrow. Mm. Like bet. I'm at my cousin's house pacing, bro. So I'm like, I do not know how to start this video off. <laughs> I see. He's I don't know stressed. what he's right, right. Like. <laughs> Dude, stressing, man. Brandon hit me up, was like, yo, bro, you done with that recap? Let me see it. It's like, bro, no, I need about, <laughs> I'm going to need like another 10 hours on this thing, bro. And he was like, what? And he was like, he was like, no, nah, dude, just do this, this, and this. He going to love it. I was like, oh. 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour, done. Send it today, fire emojis. and and then like throughout um throughout like me working in the industry like i i i'd run into those instances where a client will be like hey i'm not really feeling this and then it's like i would stress about the change that they wanted me to make Mm -hmm. and so um that that was that became very problematic and so like i see that there Mm -hmm. And so now it's like I had a recent uh, client, you know, we did a recap for him and they was like, you know, um, we we like it, but we don't love it. And so one way that I manage that piece now is like, okay, well, we can get on a Zoom call and you can walk me through Mm -hmm. what you love and we can we can work it out that way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I think even like with the, that's funny you say that. The biggest thing wasn't like how to do the video for you. The biggest issue was probably how to start. Mm-hmm. How do I set this up? Because I think once you if if you know how you're gonna set it up, or kind of like one if you have a vision, it makes it easier. But like, what is that? What's the first clip it's that I framework. start with? It's right, a framework for sure. Yeah. But your mind is like, okay, how do I this? There's a there's a problem in front of me. I'm gonna focus on this starting point. And once you get going, and or Brandon kind of gives you vision, okay, just bang, bang, bang. Oh, no problem. So I think this is one of the things, and I see it in, <clears throat> I see it in my assessment too. 
because your practical thinking is so high, right? And, and Dave usually is helpful with helpful to me in this instance. Because your practical thinking is so high, not only are you solution oriented, but you see a bunch of different ways to solve the problem, mm-hmm. and that causes analysis paralysis. Because you go, "Whoa, this! I can approach this ten different ways." In your mind, you're like, "We got thirty hours of footage. I don't know what to start with." Because there's so many ways right? to start. So me and Dave <laughs> get on the phone. I might be talking like, "Yeah, this, but this, but I kind of thought about that." They'd be like, "Well, why don't you just start with this?" And I'm like, ah, "But this," and he's like. Just start here and then, because once I get going, mm. it's whatever, but like, and and I have triple mastery, which is like all three of mine are equally high. So I process everything at the same time. It sounds cool. Triple mastery. But it's, uh, it's, it sounds desirable, bro. But, right. <laughs> right. This there's like like shout out to shout out to my sis Nikki. Nikki Nikki has this joke. She's like, yo, if processing was a person, it would be you. Like, <laughs> like you always like in real time, people are talking to you, you look like you watching what's happening around. I that's just how my brain works. Right. Mm-hmm. But when your practical thinking is that high, you really need to just pick something and go with it and then pivot if you need to, because you'll freeze. You'll get stuck trying to figure out what the entry point is so so one process so you you know we talked about the space and everything right mm-hmm. so i've got a process right now it's getting faster mm-hmm. but i got a process that i use to help me to get to that big picture thing mm-hmm. and i think the practical thinking part um like you mentioned it um the issue is like there's a thousand there's a thousand ways to do something mm-hmm. but there's also a thousand reasons and it's like I need to know that reason for clarity. Yeah. And so now because everybody people that I work with or deal with don't always know that reason, I've got a process to help me get to that on my like help help them help me get to that reason mm-hmm. and then at that point I'm clear. Yeah. That's I love people's <laughs> idiosyncrasies. Like I love the nuances and the things that make people tick and like mm. I, I just I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because it's like such a riot thing. Like if you know him, <laughs> right. It's such a riot thing. Cause I'm in my mind, I'm like, I don't care about what reasons they may know or don't know. <laughs> this is what we doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? for like, sure. But everybody has their own unique mix and rhyme and reason for things. And yeah, I think man. Look, y'all, we uh we gotta get out of here. I th- I think we're gonna put a link to an assessment. They can just take this. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to take all three parts. You're not gonna get your attributes, but somewhere we'll get, around here. Yeah, we'll with, with, with the we'll throw you the disc in there. Uh, we gotta we'll put an email or something yeah. or some something some just way you can get access to all. Of, yeah, there's a link in there, and we got a course. Yep, we got a course that um, allows you to not only take the assessments but um, also teach you how to read your own. Like all, every aspect of this, you can like literally go in and say, read my assessment. Oh, this is why I do that. Oh, husband, take this. And then you like, you'll be like Geppetto. You'll be pulling strings because you know their values, how they think, things of that nature. Use your powers for good though. Use your powers (laughs) for good and not even. Don't don't profess X nobody. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Man, don't be out here single giving all all your dates and assessment. And then you start hitting their hot buttons. We're not they supposed fall. to do that? <laughs> we not hit, hold on. No, talking? bro. <laughs> I'll just play it. Happy or falling in love with you. Oh, my gosh. He just gets me. I know. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, like, subscribe. Share this with a friend. Dewan, how can they get in touch with you, my brother? Um, I'm Dewan Mutunga on everything. Um, I'm going to spell it because, you know, my name is a little awkward, but uh, D-E-W-A-N-E-M-U-T-U-N-G-A on everything, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all the things. Yep. Follow your boy, man. Sleep is for suckers. Uh, follow YouTube channel, Social Proof. Well, follow this YouTube channel, but if you happen to, you know, I'm all, I'm all things Social Proof. Sleep is for suckers on Instagram. Share this with a friend, all right? We out. Peace. Uno.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.